Evernorth Health Services, we believe costs shouldn't get in the way of life-changing care. And we're doing everything in our power to make it possible. Behavioral health solutions that also keep your projections at their best? It's possible. Pharmacy benefits that benefit your bottom line? It's possible. Complex specialty care that cares about your ROI? It's possible. Because we're already doing it. All while saving businesses billions. That's wonder made possible. Learn more at evernorth.com slash wonder. We have to ask managers to tear down those biases and really turn inward and think about, you know, the way they are assessing employees. We need to put in place objective standards to which everybody is held. Hey, thanks for listening to We're Momming today. If you're listening on a smart speaker or website, make sure to find me, Lauren Simonetti, on your favorite podcast platform like Apple Podcasts, Google, TuneIn, and Stitcher. And don't forget to leave me a review. today with Debbie Edigari, the CEO of Village, which is a benefit for working moms and working dads. And it's it's so interesting how the pandemic has really upended the way we do everything, including the way we work permanently, because quite frankly, you can work from anywhere. And working from home is very convenient, except if you have children who are also doing everything else at home. So, so Debbie, come into this because we know that women here are hit the hardest. First, many of them have service type jobs. Those have been dismantled because of COVID-19 and also because they're the prime caregivers for their children. Absolutely. Um, women have are a foundational component of today's workplace, making up 58% of all employment. And at its pre-pandemic height, the number of women in the workplace was at its highest point ever in history. So this is why this is a conversation today, because as you said, we have lost a tremendous amount of women from the workforce setting us back. We have lost 2.2 million women since the start of the pandemic. And as many as 865,000 in just September alone. Uh, no surprise that September correlated with a return to school or, you know, Zoom, um, as many families uh, would have it. It is an absolute uh, secondary pandemic that we are experiencing as a country. And, um, we're looking to dismantle, unfortunately, years and decades of progress um, within our economy and workplaces. So you would call this a, a she session, right? Not a recession, a she session, no doubt. Correct. Correct. Okay. So what is the way out of it? Is there a way out of it? You can't just wave the magic wand and say, okay, well, schools are going to open back up because you know experts say while children are mostly safe in a school, um, not all schools are open. And, you know, a vaccine for kids isn't coming until maybe fall of 2021. Right. Um, so we have to look at this from a number of different ways. So number one, it's the return to normal, which, as you said, you know, won't be until we get way past that vaccine, we get kids back in school. But 
this has also been an opportunity. We have this big shining light just glaring down on the problems that have underlied uh, the the issues of um, pay inequities for decades, for forever, really, right now. And so we have to use this as an opportunity to look at not just how do we get out of the she session, but how do we truly develop equality in the workplace? And that's what Village does. We partner with employers to create parent-friendly workplaces, and these days, you know, what virtual workplaces. So it's a matter of supporting working parents and changing the conversation and the expectations. You know, many studies show that we still want women to be at home with their parent, with their, uh, with the mom. And so this translates into the way as a society, we treat moms. We put much more pressure on their shoulders to make sure that lunches are packed before they start the workday, that, you know, all of their kids get fed um, before they start the workday. And those are the types of responsibilities that, generally speaking, men are not feeling um, at the same intensity as women are feeling. So we have to change our expectations at home. We have to get more support uh, from our workplaces. And we absolutely have to have a return to normal. Debbie, um, you, you sound angry. Are you angry? Uh, that's a very good question. Um, n- unfortunately, no, I am not angry because this is the world that I was born into. This was the world that all women were born into, and this is all we know. Um, so I'm not angry, but I am motivated for change, and I'm passionate about driving that change. This is a time when everything is changing, and a lot of these changes are not going to be temporary. They will be permanent changes. So what is the first thing that you are calling on all employers to do right now to ensure that parents, particularly moms, can work and raise children and or school children at the same time? We have to tear down the biases because, you know, for so long, working parents and moms especially have been trying to uh, access remote work and remote possibilities, flexible possibilities. And I've heard story after story about how somebody had just walked away from after having their baby or from, you know, struggling to raise their child with special needs. And they walked away in January or February because they weren't given that opportunity to work remote or to have flexibility in their job. And then lo and behold, a couple months later, they were sour because everybody's gone remote. So we, and then we get there, right? So now we have this great uh, workplace experiment where we have people who are actually productive. This is something that we've been talking about for a long time. You can be productive working from home. Let's take out the commute. Let's give people back their time. And if they choose to take on that option, um, let's, as employers, give it to them. But we're, and so here we are in this experiment. We're seeing that people can be productive even while their kids are, you know, dealing with remote school or hybrid school or the, these extra stresses. And we still have parental biases. We still have managers who are holding uh, working parents to a different standard than those employees who are unencumbered by, uh, you know, the extra responsibilities of parenthood. Um, You know, we've seen news story after news story about employers complaining about children being in the backgrounds, about... um, Okay. 
I, I, I really want to, first of all, get into the employers who have not been sympathetic to this. Um, and I also want to challenge what you just said, that we can be just as productive working from home. We're going to do so when Momming Today returns right after this. Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the, must not take yourself too seriously, and 6-1 since that matters, and what do I even say other than, hey? <sighs> well, that's why they're introducing an all-new Bumble. With exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better, and dating safer. They've changed, so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now. We're back on We're Momming today with the CEO of Village, which is uh, Debbie Yadigari. And Debbie, you, I, I was laughing to myself when you just said, we, you know, the pandemic has proven to corporate America that working parents and all employees working from home can be just as productive. And I started laughing to myself because I hide in a closet sometimes so my kids can't see me. And I use like the light on my phone to take notes. And I have like, you know, my, my, my AirPods in so I can listen to something. And, you know, I tiptoe around the house in the dark as I get ready in the morning. And I just say, wow, I miss the days when, you know, they weren't here or I wasn't here. And like, I could actually really work freely. I'm definitely not as productive working from home. Well, absolutely, right? This isn't, um, and going forward, this is not what the world will be like forever. But what we're seeing is that once we take away the commute and we allow people the freedom to be with their kids during lunch hour or to be there to help for homework after school and to pick up the ball after, you know, during nap time or after kids go to bed, we can get things done. I mean, the stock market is at the highest it's been and during the recession and we're and people are pushing the ball forward. We're able to do it. I'm not saying it has been stress-free and I'm not saying it has been easy, but we have not just working parents, but we have, you know, just all employees, basically, not all, but a good majority of the workforce working from home right now. And we're still, and we've proven to employers that we can be productive. So if we can push the ball forward under these circumstances, how much better can we be um, when there is a return to normalcy? And, you know, that old adage of if you want something done right, give it to a busy person, nothing is more applicable um, than, you know, applying that to a working parent. We can get things done. We know how to multitask. And it's like taking, you know, it's like squeezing a turnip to get the extra juice. We know how to get every last second out of a minute because we have no choice. And so it is absolutely difficult. And yes, we are sneaking around. I am sneaking around. I've been on <laughs> I stick out my left hand and I like I shoot my kids away as they come into my office. Um, and you know, even before getting on this, I had to send everybody a text like, "Please do not disturb me." Um, and I'm being kind when I said "please." It was more like threatening them. Oh, I I hand out drugs. Literally, I, I bribe my kids with crack. I'm like, "Here's a Snickers bar. Here's here's the iPad. Absolutely. Here's Skittles. Just stay out of the room for the next hour." done. So imagine if everyone was back in school and we had that option to take away our commute or, you know, to work at home with the nanny, right? Childcare is a whole other topic we can dive deep into right now. And that's part of the problem is that childcare has been limited or inaccessible to many people. So if we still had childcare and we still had schools, but we were able to give our employees the opportunity to work remotely, we would- I see love it. 
I love it because you're, you're saving up to four hours a day with no commute. You really don't have to get ready to go into the office. And then you're not doing like those mandatory, well, they feel like mandatory, sometimes happy hours and gatherings. So yes, you do have more hours in your day. Um, so, so how do we get to that ideal place where we can work freely anywhere we want and, and our bosses won't judge us because we are working parents? Yeah, so we have to have more education at the managerial level. Um, we have to ask managers to tear down those biases and really turn inward and think about, um, you know, the way they are assessing employees. We need to um, put in place objective standards to which everybody is held. You know, it's interesting. Uh, big companies are now hiring uh, like remote experts within their companies. You know, the same way as we have the director of DEI, there is now the director of flexible work at many large companies. And I think this is because this is going to be the trend towards the future. And this is while we are in a she session today, I firmly believe that long term we are going to pick up steam and once we have more flexibility and options in our back pocket, women will eventually, I hope, um, reach that even playing field with men. So I'm assuming you're going to say that the pandemic has been an opportunity for women because it's getting us to the place where we can have the freedom to be a more present mother and also a productive worker. Well, I mean, I don't know if I would necessarily call it an opportunity. You're not going that far. No, we're we're, we're going we're gonna to make lemonade. We're going to use this as an opportunity to get the world to look at what's going on here. You know, at Village, we've long known that the reason that there is less gender diversity at the higher ranks is because of childcare, is because of that need um, for mom to be mom, right? Like, there's just something to it. It's like, it, I, it, I don't know if it's innate or societal expectations, but there is way more pressure on the mom than the dad. Um, and so when we address childcare and division of responsibilities, we're going to be able to even out that playing field. And so right now we have the opportunity for employers to need to get on board because you no, know, it's not just an ethical thing, it's a financial Thing for them, right? They they're going to advance their bottom line when they support a very large portion of their workforce, which is both working parents and women. What does um, this mean for parental leave, whether it's maternity leave or paternity leave? Yeah, so you know we have seen a transition from maternity leave to primary caregiver leave to now just completely gender neutral family leave. And that is going to help advance women as well. Um, because again, it neutralizes the playing field. If it's not just women going out for bonding leave, um, but also we see men and women going out on leave, then we're um, we're up against the same odds of taking that same, you know, couple months out of our career and coming back in. And you know what? We're also going to be better parents. We're going to feel more bonded. We're going to get the guys on board or the secondary caregivers or however you want to identify it. it we're just going to be caregivers mm -hmm. and we're going to even out the playing field at home 
in regards to responsibilities. And that in turn is going to help us even out the, um, the pay gap um, in the workplace as well. So I love that conversation. And I love that we're seeing that movement. See, but it's so unfortunate that you still think there's a stigma, there's a stigma is what you're saying about taking maternity leave or taking a full maternity leave. Absolutely. I mean, there's still the stigma for men, especially, um, and even for women. I've spoken to too many professional executive women who, you know, wear it as a badge of honor that they only took two weeks or they returned after one month. Um, and then lo and behold, it comes back to bite them and they regret it. And I hear story after story of this. And, you know, something that most people don't think about, but when we're looking at today's father or the male in, um, the workplace who is considering going out, they have no role model, right? A generation back, 30 years ago, the managers who they're reporting to, they didn't have that option. And not only did they not have that option to take leave, it wasn't on their radar and it would have been something that was completely scoffed at. So they have no role models. Whereas, you know, women, yes, we've been fighting the good fight for for what feels like for absolutely forever now, We've always had role models within the workplace. We've had generations who have come before us to fight the fight. The millennial dad or the person entering the workplace today trying to juggle working parenthood with a profession, it's they're not the same dad from one generation back. And personally, they feel more of a duty to take on more house care, more child care, as well as deliver um, in the office. And so when we start, what Village started in 2013, and once upon a time, we were, our, we were named Mama Work. Um, and, <laughs> you know, that's the name of our company. And companies started to come to us, and they, they're like, we don't like your name. Uh, you know, it doesn't respect the dads. And we thought about it, and we're like, you're right. And so we renamed to Village. And I loved that. I loved that this was coming from my clients. And it reflects the times, right? It, that was only 2013. That was only seven years ago that we were mostly supporting working mothers. Today, we're evenly supporting working mothers and working fathers. And great. And that's going to change the conversation and move the ball forward as well. My brother lives, um, one of my brothers lives across the country and my my parents just went out to visit him. And uh, my dad said, you know, we had a great time. And I, I said to your brother, you are a really good father. I was never that attentive and that involved with my kids when you were born. And, you know, when you guys were all kids and my brother said, but you were a great dad, dad. Like you were, you know, you went to all the games and, you know, you did everything you had to do. But my dad's like, no, I didn't. Cause my brother and his wife were both working from home. My dad's like, I didn't prepare breakfast. I didn't take you to the park in the morning. I didn't do this, 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 and this. So you're right. The millennial dad is first in line here. It's a completely, you know, it doesn't mean that the the old version of a dad was a bad dad, but like my father noticed how different my brother was than he was, you know? Absolutely. Absolutely. And that's the goal of the millennial dad. You know, there used to be, um, you know, this emphasis on being super mom, you know, and then we, we tried to rip it down and be like, okay, you don't have to be super mom. You don't have to be perfect in every realm. Well, now we're talking about the super dad and um, that pressure to be perfect in every realm on the male side of things. There's a lot of pressure going on everywhere. Uh, and 
the workplace has shifted. So we're all working 24 seven. I mean, this was true before we even went to work from home, right? You know, ever since the dawn of the Blackberry, uh, we could leave the office and still get pinged. And so if as a society, employers are expecting employees to be on call and available 24 seven, they can't expect us to check our parenting hat at the door when we log on to work in the morning or, or, you know, enter the office. There's like, there's this give and take between the two worlds. So employers have an ethical duty as well as a financial incentive to support the role of the working parent. And we hope they do. And many are. Debbie, so great to catch up with you today. Thank you for joining us on More Momming today. Thank you for having me. Hi, everybody. It's Brian Kilmeade. I want you to join me weekdays at 9 a.m. East as we break down the biggest stories of the day with some of the biggest newsmakers and, of course, what you think. Listen live or get the podcast now at briankilmeadeshow.com. Listen to the show ad-free on Fox News Podcast Plus, on Apple Podcasts, Amazon Music with your Prime membership, or subscribe wherever you get your podcasts.